Hello, and welcome to episode 119 of Below the Fold, where some of the best content is just a scroll away. Today's conversation, what is the best way to understand your target audience? Let me throw down some introductions. We got Nate Birch in the studio, SEO manager at MapR Technologies. That's me. Brandon Hassler, founder and CEO of Market Campus. What's up, my man? And Paxton Gray, Director of Marketing Operations at 97th Floor. Hello. And I'm Jacob Perry, Digital Marketing Manager at Myriad Genetics. So the topic, what is the best way to understand your target audience? I understand that there are probably a ton of ways that we can take this. We're going to try to uh, kind of shoot from the hip on this one. I'm going to pass it over to Nathan so that he can give us a better idea of the direction he'd like to take. Go ahead, Nate. You bet. Thanks. So... First, I want to give kind of a, a general idea of where I want to go and then follow that up with, the, with an example with, uh, with actually with Market Campus. So a lot of resources and a lot of effort is spent trying to understand exactly who your target audience is. That can be from building up personas to, to research to, to contacting your, your clients or customers. A lot goes into trying to understand what type of content, what type of products, what type of services that your customers actually need. And... As with anything in marketing, that information that you get can be completely off. So the discussion that I wanted to have is w what are some good things that you can do and have done in the past to understand who it is that you're trying to sell to, who it is you're trying to market to. And to use the example, I remember a discussion we had previously, we were talking about, uh, about Market Campus and the fact that uh, your target audience is obviously people that want to learn digital marketing. And might be fed up with the educational system. They might be disenchanted with, with how much time it's going to take or just the ability that they have to learn personally the skills that they need to be able to succeed. And my thought was, well, I wanted to know what, to, what techniques or what processes do you use to understand that these are the types of students that we wanted to reach out to? That was, that was the first. But the, the second part that I, that I wanted to discuss is Sometimes when, as you're developing buyer's personas, sometimes you can overlook the other side of it. So for example, when I was thinking through the market campus example, I thought, okay, yes, you want to target people that want an education. They want to better themselves somehow in digital marketing. Do you stop to then take into consideration that you also probably want to target, for example, agencies that want to hire these people? Do you want to target companies that already have these people in-house that want to have someone that's better at that same job. So my question is, did you take that into consideration or what, what was your process in approaching exactly who you were going to target with your content? Well, I mean, so there's two types of audiences, I feel. There's the audience that you're actually selling a product to, and then there's the audience that is engaging with your content, sharing there's a huge overlap between the two, but there's some uh, separate er areas. As far as like your, your customer base, hopefully you have that nailed down just because every business should have a problem solution foundation where you're identifying what is the problem that or the pain that these people are experiencing? What's my solution? Who's feeling the pain here? And there's your target audience. As far as once you have a business, uh, it's existing, you have data, what I've done that, I mean, th there's a number of avenues that I've experimented with. One is just with throwing some money around with budget, uh, running 
Facebook ads, for example, geared towards people who have uh, small business behaviors, like seeing, are, are, is it B2B? Is that where I should be going? And then also targeting people who tend to be looking for jobs uh, in between careers, trying to figure out what they want to do and kind of testing it that way. The thing that sucks about that is you have to have some budget to kind of experiment with and you're most likely going to be burning through some money. As far as some free avenues, you know better than anyone, uh, Google Analytics is a fantastic place to go. Not only just looking at which content is being consumed the most with traffic and, and with shares, but also their new demographics area. Uh, and one that's been interesting to me that a lot of people don't look at is if you have AdSense ads on your website, you can actually get some really interesting data because they have cookies obviously on there. So you can go into your AdSense account and AdSense, if you're not familiar, that is the platform that Google has where you can display ads on your website to make money from advertisers. And you can actually see which ads are popping up more because much many of these ads are personalized, right? So if you see a lot of travel ads that are popping up on your website, even though you're not a travel website, you that gives you an indication that your visitors, for the most part, tend to visit other travel and websites. You can cross promote these. So right. now you can start integrating. Well, how can we take our product and integrate that with travel? Because our customers must, or our viewers at least, have some interest in travel because travel keeps coming up. Dating websites keep coming up. So maybe we have a young, single adult audience who is in the dating market. So now we can start integrating some dating content into our whatever our niche or niche, whatever you want to say. I go back and forth now. I'm more of a niche guy, but <laughs> I'm the same way. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think there's I think those are just a couple of the avenues, but I'd also be curious about other experiences here of, of what you guys have used to really define that target audience more accurately. It doesn't usually or shouldn't it often go through an evolution where if we're sticking with the example of Market Campus at the very beginning when you launched Market Campus, your main target audience some of this is guessing, so kind of correct me wh where I'm wrong, but your target audience at the time were specific to the student and not necessarily to the business. Is that yes. right? Yeah. Yeah. So at the beginning, that seemed logical. You're thinking, well, I am an alternative to college. Who goes to college? College-age students. So my target audience are, are college-age students. Well, as you're going through your process and your business starts growing and you start to see other needs, for example, businesses who have a terrible onboarding process, businesses or agencies or whoever that has some arm of digital marketing associated with their, their company, you see this need where, you know, this company who doesn't necessarily know that much about digital marketing, they are not in a position to train their employees. So why don't I step in and I start marketing to businesses? Now that evolution happened, Brandon, would you say that your marketing dollars, if you were to divide it between that original target audience of college age students and businesses, would you say that the shift has gone more toward businesses or have you stayed and lingered a little bit more on the, on the student side? It shifted more towards business. We're still, I mean, we, we still want to do both. Uh, I don't want to be pure B2B just with some, I mean, we've, we've done a huge B2B uh, shift over the last several months and just been interesting feedback with that, uh, learning some lessons there. I think there's still a huge market with just learners, but yeah, it's, we're, we're kind of more in that 50, 50, but it's definitely lean more just because we were tracking that customer data. And the funny part about this whole conversation is I think every business, every website, every marketer has 
access to the information. They just don't know how to capture it. They're not tracking things. Most people have a Google Analytics account, hopefully set up, but they're not tracking goals. They don't have a clue where people are coming from or how they're uh, interacting with the website. In our classes, we have surveys where they take it. Most people just have a customer. They leave. They don't try to survey. And a lot of that shift had to do with capturing survey information from our uh, you know, past and current customers and seeing who was having more success than others, who had higher satisfaction rates than others, who had a harder time giving us money than, than others. And with that data, we were able to kind of pivot a little bit with our audience finding, well, we could put $2 in this area and make $10, but this one, if we put $2, we make $5. So let's put more money into this avenue was kind of our thinking. Yeah, that makes sense. I think one of the biggest problems marketers make is not going granular enough with their target audience. So we were just talking about targeting students and targeting businesses, but that is a very, very general top view of what a target audience should be. And to give you a better example of kind of what I'm talking about, at Myriad Genetics, our target audience in that regard are doctors or providers and patients. But that's not that's not where we stop, right? We have oncologists and we have OBGYNs and we have primary care and family practitioner and gastroenterologists and it keeps going, right? So we can break it up by specialty and that becomes a subset or a, a subcategory of our general target audience. We could go even more granular than that and go nurse practitioner, medical assistant. I mean, it it keeps going, and then we can start breaking it off into behavior. Interesting fact that we found out, OBGYNs versus oncologists, they behave differently on our websites. Despite the fact that they're both doctors or both MDs, OBGYNs tend to consume video, and oncologists tend to consume text. That's just the pattern that we've seen. And by breaking up our target audience in that way, we have a we have better insights into how we can market to those specific audiences. So coming back to Market Campus, we had broken it up to business and student. Have you taken it a little bit more, uh, a little further than that and broken maybe businesses into specific types of businesses, sizes, number of employees, amount of budget they have, I mean, what, what does that look like? And I, I don't mean to keep picking on Market Campus. Maybe he likes this, but if anyone else wants to jump in with specific examples of how they are breaking apart their target audience in a way that gives them even more insights to be more, a more effective marketer, you know, hop in at any time. Well, with what we're, I, I agree 100% with what you're saying. You can't just have a general audience like, oh, it's businesses. Well, what are you, CEOs, entry-level employees? Like who is the target customer here? And that's one area that we're still figuring out is, are we having better success with startups? Are we having uh, more success with Fortune 500 companies? Uh, One thing that we are doing, I'm actually going to be working on this until the wee hours of this morning. So I'll let you in on some insight. But one of the frustrations I'm having is because we have such a diverse target audience and you have individuals who don't have a job that want to learn marketing versus professional marketers who want to brush up on their skills. That's two totally different messages uh, and two totally different pain points. And right now we have one homepage that tries to kind of do both. And it just does a crappy job at, at doing both those. So what I'm actually going to be doing is tonight, the homepage is going to be changing. So all it is, is there's three options. It's just basically which best describes you. Are you a business owner or startup founder or, or someone with a project that is looking to market your product? Are you a manager who's trying to train employees? Are you someone who's trying to learn a skill? And that's it. And you just pick one of those three options 
And then it sends you basically down our sales funnel. So then we have three separate pages that even though it's all going to go back to the same subscription, it's marketed differently to those different people because we're going to focus on the different emotions, the different pains that trainers are feeling versus the people being educated. And it's nice from an analytics standpoint, I'll actually be able to see who's clicking on what in the home page. And rather than guessing why did they bounce, uh, I can see, oh, more people, like we're getting way more trainers going to our page and actually clicking through versus people looking to learn. So that's one thing with our company, every company is different, but I think one thing I wasn't doing well enough as a marketer just within the agency side is because I was so focused on content, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, I wasn't really thinking about the sales funnel for my clients. Like, how can we increase their bottom line? I was more focused on just like hitting the immediate KPIs, organic traffic, social metrics and whatnot. So uh, it's interesting. Like, and it goes back to our, psych- uh, our psychology conversation we had, really getting in the mindset of how people interact with your website. And once you really dig into that information, which is available, you start to understand your audience a little bit better. Yeah. I have a question for you guys. And if this doesn't work, I'm going to have Jacob edit this out. If it does work, can I keep it in? Maybe. Yeah, probably. If, have you guys ever been to like Best Buy or some tech store or, and there was a keyboard or a laptop with a weird keyboard and you tried it out? Like an ergonomic keyboard or the gaming any, keyboard, any kind of keyboard. You're just like, I wonder if this keyboard is comfortable or if it's good. And you sure. just test it out. Not, not, not since CompUSA was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and you type, you type something into the keyboard. When the, when the natural keyboards first came out. Yeah. So you go up to the keyboard. Like I've tried it with the new, the new Apple laptops with like the really thin keys, you know, and you'll go up and you're like, I wonder how this feels. And you start typing something. Do you always type the same thing? I type gibberish. No, I, just, I, I uh, do type the same thing. Yeah. But I'm not going to tell you because that's too embarrassing. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I type the same thing too. And uh, I won't tell you because it's embarrassing. Do you type the same <laughs> no, thing? No, I didn't no. know that was a thing. Yeah. So my wife, my wife and I had this conversation and turns out she types the same thing every time too. And so it's like, it's a weird little thing that no one ever talks about, but it's funny when it got gets brought up. And so I feel like a good uh, marketer is kind of like a, a comedian in that respect. They recognize and see things that we all think and see, but no one talks about. And then they bring it to light and be like, you know what? Yeah, yeah. Like I have experienced that or I I had those thoughts, but I wasn't able to put it into words before. So understanding your audience so intimately that you can say, have you ever had these weird thoughts before about this service that we're offering? Isn't that funny? And like, and then be like, yeah, you know, I have had those thoughts or that that is a concern that I've had, you know, talking, going back to Brandon and Market Campus, like segmenting further than students i mean you could segment you could find students who got kicked out of school and have a really bad taste in their mouth about traditional education just hate traditional education and you could say to them like don't colleges just suck like and be like yeah colleges do suck you know i really hate all the crap you know and then you just go from there and they really feel like man they really like get me they understand and then all the messaging just all the things that you build will just form like it'll be obvious oh i need to build a campaign around how much colleges suck for these people specifically but i think it takes a lot of time and experience to get there going back to another story i I was in mexico basically doing a form of sales and uh, i was noticing that the people that i was talking to and trying to sell were basically just like very very quiet all the time and i was just thinking man these people are just quiet people Uh, so i would do things to try to get them out of their shell i would try to tell jokes and or I try to be louder, trying to get them to just open up a little bit. You know, months, months and months later, 
I had the epiphany, like, you know what? They're quiet just because they don't understand me. My Spanish is so bad that they're just being polite and just be like, "Uh uh-huh, sure, yeah. But they have no idea what I'm saying. So then I stopped and I slowed down. I tried to enunciate and make it easier for them to understand. And then it was just like a light switch and they would start to respond. And I don't know that I could have ever just arrived at that conclusion so quickly. There's nothing quite like time and experience to give you those intimate insights that can help you create really compelling marketing campaigns. That's perfect. I had another point that I wanted to add to that. And it's that I feel like all my comments are about how inadequate marketers are nowadays and the mistakes that that they're making, which I don't know, maybe that's valuable. But uh, coming back to mistakes that we were making early on, several months ago, we were rebuilding our website, our patient-facing website at Myriad, and we made the mistake of assuming what our audience wanted on the page. And we had, I mean, we had all this content and we're like, you know what, this is really useful and helpful and they're going to love it. So we built it. We spent months and months and months building this content, organizing it in a way that we thought made sense to us. And the problem was never once did we consult our actual audience. We just made these assumptions without the data. And I know that that's a, that's a conversation we often have is that everything should be pulled from specific data and data should guide your digital marketing decisions or campaigns. Well, that was something that we did not do. And it wasn't that it was a complete failure, but several months go by and we're thinking, you know what, we want to revamp our website again. But I had this idea, why don't we survey our patients? We have a group of patients that we pay to be speakers. So there are patient speakers and and we pay for them to fly out to fly out or travel to a doctor's office and share their story to help convey the importance of hereditary cancer testing or screening. And we, I don't know how many we have a hundred. I mean, we have dozens of these patient speakers at our disposal and we could easily construct this survey that basically says, what questions do you ask when you're diagnosed with cancer that you go looking for answers online? Even that one question If we leave it open-ended and people answer it, that would give us more insight than we had months ago, spending months trying to come up with with content that we thought ourselves would be helpful to these people. Anyway, the moral of the story is the mistake marketers are making are that they are applying their own experiences and their own knowledge and how they would navigate a website or how they would consume content. And that's how they build their websites. Whereas you can leverage your own audience. It's easier for us because we have kind of our audience on retainer in some cases, in in some regards. But, you know, Brandon, he does something similar. At the end of every course, at, at the end of the nine weeks, he has a survey where he asks the students, basically, what was your mindset prior to starting this course? He gets as much insight from his specific target audience as he can so that he can, it's actionable. The next uh, few weeks between courses, he updates his website. Like he had mentioned earlier, he has more and more insights. It's an evolution. And as you continue to get that feedback from your target audience, you're going to probably see the shift in the way that they consume the content that you're creating. Hence the importance to always be creating and generating new and valuable information, which coming back to the conversation we had a little bit earlier about automation, that alone is going to be one of the roadblocks to automating a digital marketer's job is being able to constantly 
survey and have information from your target audience and then act on it in a way that I think only humans can. I don't know. Maybe that's not true. Maybe they'll come up with something that can do that. Okay, so I want to know from Nate what you think the best way to understand your audience is. So a lot of the keyword research that I do, for example, for MapR, it, it revolves around what can be a very complicated product. For example, we it's called Hadoop, and it, it's a big data platform. And when you get into that topic, it, it can go so many different ways. So what I do is I, I go for the actual questions that, that people are asking. So that's actually why I loved what uh, Jacob brought up. I get to, I, I get to use uh, Google Auto Suggest a lot, because that gives me good insight into what people are currently searching for, searching for related to that topic. So then I can dive into the questions people are having. Are you saying you you go in manually? No, 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 no. There's there's a lot of tools out there. That, didn't they uh, just close down their? There's a lot of tools out there that uh, that auto scrape the the auto suggest, and they're actually quite useful. I, okay. I use them regularly. Okay. So based on those questions, I can now know exactly what, well, I can get a get an estimate. And based on the interaction that I have with the content that's created, I can then either create more, modify it, or not do it again. So I think a running theme that we've all kind of said we've experienced, and you know, Brandon said he's done and is, uh, and Jacob's has happened to Jacob, is you start by doing something, you make mistakes and you learn from those mistakes and get more and more targeted. Absolutely. That's what testing is. You, you test to see what wins and then you try to emulate that and add to it. But, you know, I would say don't worry that much about it. Like maybe you can start with but you have to know intuition. where to start. You have to have a good place to start. Otherwise, you could be way off aim. Yeah, but I mean, if, even if you are, you'll produce the content, put it out there. Nothing will happen. And then you'll know. But that oh, can get that was off the mark. Yeah, sure. It can get expensive. Yeah. I, I always preach, you know, start with data, use data. But I think at the very beginning, I think it's okay to use some intuition and see where your thoughts are at the beginning and if whether or not those are accurate. Definitely. I'm going to do a mashup of what you just said along with what you said in a previous episode about using data. What was that? Uh, the biggest mistakes digital marketers, marketers, make. marketers yeah. make. Yeah. That was episode three. That was a while ago. Can you guys believe we're already on episode 19? Yeah. Anyway. We're kind of low on time, so why don't we enter our last segment of Last Word? I'll go ahead and kick this off. So to go back again to Brandon's target audience, remember at the very beginning, he was targeting one subset of people. He was he was targeting students. And as his business evolved and as he got more insights and he realized, you know, there are a lot more people out there who, who are in need of a course like this, he expanded his target audience and he adjusted his techniques and his website accordingly And now, as he had mentioned, he's got a new technique that he's going to employ uh, later tonight, which actually I'm pretty excited to to hear the results about. That's my last word. I'll pass it over to Nate. All right. So the the entire reason that I I wanted to do this topic was because through my research that I did for for MapR, I found a lot of, uh, of keywords around learning Hadoop and training. And what came with that was, how do I learn it? And I want a job placement with it, and that that brought me to think. Well, it's map artists. It's not their. Jo- it's not our job. We're, our business is not to place people in in these jobs, and that actually segued into well, that might actually work for Market Campus, because if, for example, you create a program that not only teaches people but also offers placement in a company, 
that actually is a huge value add potential to to the people that want to take your courses. Now, some won't need it, some won't want it, but it, it was just a random curious connection that I thought, well, how has your audience morphed? So Hadoop, that's an onomatopoeia, right? For the sound a helicopter makes? <laughs> no? no. Okay. Brandon, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, that wah, 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 wah. Song, can you put that in there? Just kidding. Uh, so if you are listening to this wondering, what can I do today to better understand my target audience? My advice is go grab a piece of paper, draw a line down the middle. On one side, write down everything you know about your target audience. On the other side, write down everything you wish you knew about your target audience. And from that list of what you don't know, underneath each of those items, make a bullet point list of how you go about finding out that information. And that alone will at least open up your mind to what you know and what you don't know because you need to be aware of both. And you'll be able to have a quick action list of what you can start doing to collect that information and start evolving your marketing, evolving your testing to better understand your audience. We could have started with that and just ended this episode one minute in. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Pax, what do you got? Just do what Brandon said. Yeah, no, seriously, Brandon, I like that. Is that really your That's last it. word? That's my last word. Okay. That is all the time we have. We're going to close up shop. Go to iTunes. Leave us a review, please. If you want to engage with us, you can find us at belowthefold.io. You can submit topic ideas. We would love that. Or you can email us at inbound at belowthefold.io. 